What's going on, family? It's your boy, your family, Carlos Davis, your favorite play cousin you didn't even know you had. Welcome you back to another episode of, yes, the Network or Die podcast. Family, I hope that you have been safe. I hope that you've been healthy. I hope that even though this pandemic has been in front of us, there's, there's a lot of things happening in our country, in our world. I hope you've been connecting. I hope you've been networking. I hope that you've been prosperous in everything that you do. Now, today, family, as we always do, we have a, an, an amazing family member. Of course, everybody that comes through the Network or Die podcast is, is family, not just to me, but of course you, and I hope you feel that. But we got another great person who is gonna not only share their story, but, but share their knowledge, share their insight. You know, I am big fans of, of media personalities. And we have another media personality, another media professional uh, journalist who I have known for, for a long time now. She's, she's done work with NBC. She's done work with, with Black Enterprise. And she's just doing an, um, an amazing amount of work in all forms of media. You know, we always, you know, we always talk about social media and television media, but it, it's another thing to when you can be multifaceted in different forms of media, including podcasts, audio, and, and video, and a lot of different things. And this powerhouse and i and i'm i'm telling y'all this woman is a powerhouse and, and i always love to highlight uh, our women high, highlight our powerful women that are doing some amazing things in all different industries so family please help me welcome miss lydia blanco to the network or die podcast lydia how are you I am well. After that introduction, I feel so alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth. It is, it is the honest to God truth. I am just so proud of everything that you have accomplished. I, I'm, I always tell people, you know, I'm honored to know you. You know, I'm honored to know you and, and just because of what you're doing, your, your character and your spirit and everything that you do. So if you don't mind, you know, because I know you, I, I know you so well, but, but let everybody know right out of the gate, who is Lydia Blanco? Who is Lydia Blanco? Lydia Blanco is a cheerleader, a storyteller, an enthusiast, you know, someone who is rooted in spirit and someone who likes to have a good time with others and yes. community and building community. That is who I am and that's who I've been, um, you know, for quite some time now. I'm also someone who like teeters that line of journalism and activism and entrepreneurship and I'm all things wealth and abundance. So that's who I am, you know, as a storyteller, my mission is to build community through storytelling and to really amplify the voices of black and marginalized people. That is something that I sought out to do since I was yay high, you know, outside, nosy, trying to figure <laughs> out what was going on, how to tell my friends and family. Um, and it's something that I am passionate about, you know, as a national reporter and journalist. But that's a little bit about me, Los. Okay. Well, so, so Lydia, I always like to know, how did you get started in this? You know, and especially, you know, a lot of people have these different pass into media like like my path into media is way different than yours i, I just kind of happenstance in, into media but kind of i know you got started really really early when it came to storytelling in, in journalism so how did you get started you know what my introduction to journalism was 
very traditional, but also non-traditional. Okay. So there will be a lot of activity in my neighborhood in the Bay Area. I grew up in San Francisco and lived in parts of Oakland and Richmond and other outlying cities here in the Bay Area. And there was a lot of violence in mm. my neighborhood. So I would honestly be one of the first people outside trying to figure out what was going on with my mom. My mom was like community nurse and like auntie, all these things to people in the community. And I'd be right there on her hip literally like right behind her or right beside her. Um, and honestly, when reporters would come and grab their sound bites, what we would see, you know, packaged on the news was not always accurate, right? It wasn't often the full story. So that got me questioning, honestly, like what are they doing, right? And what is this called? So I always had this idea that I wanted to be like, who was it, Ricky Lake or Oprah Winfrey? Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, Ricky I had Lake. like- wow. Ricky Lake, sir. I had wow. microphones wherever there was carpet, there was a center stage, yeah. <laughs> and I was there, right? Um, so as I began to ask these questions and you know have my own ideas, I learned that journalism was what I wanted to do, and I had already been you know writing poetry and all these other things and talking about like my experiences and the things that I saw, and you know I took literature classes and English classes so seriously, and you know by the time I got to college. I knew, like, look, journalism is what I want to do. I want to pursue this heavily. Um, and I appreciate you calling me multifaceted, right? Because I've always had this interest in learning everything, mm. right? I didn't want to be like a Jane of all trades, but I wanted to be able to be well-versed on the business side of journalism, as well as the storytelling front. Um, so that's where that comes from, right? Getting my hands on everything, being, you know, in production roles, being in front of the camera behind, going out to get the story and editing it. Um, all of those things, I believe, is essential as a Black reporter, because there are so many roles and opportunities that we don't have access to. So as long as I was ahead of the curve, it would always be room for me. Wow. And, and, and see, see, family, I told y'all that, that that is the multifacetedness of Miss Lydia Blanco. Now, you know, as we know, this is the Network or Die podcast. And, and a lot of people have this misconception that when it comes to journalists, regardless of the type of journalism, whether it's writing, filming, whatever, that networking is either, it's, it either goes one of two ways. Either it's really not needed because you just have this name and this camera and they'll let you in or it's like hey i have to do this networking because relationships are important kind of tell us how networking has shaped your career how it's helped your career i'm so glad that you broke that down in those two ways <laughs> because there is like privilege associated with being known right in those doors yes. automatically opening up for you but a lot of us especially black journalists have to work mm. up to that right so there is a lot of networking involved honestly networking is partly responsible for where i am today and parts of who i am honestly there have been so many people who i've just gone up to freely and began to ask questions and they're like who are you and why are you asking this but who are you and i'm love that you you're asking me this like now let me connect you to this person that person because your curiosity and your you know genuine interest is something that is to be appreciated and that others do not often 
receive, right? So for me, a lot of my networking has looked like introducing myself and asking questions about whoever it is that I'm engaging with, not necessarily asking for something. Now, I know it's important to have an ask, but people like to talk about themselves, right? And while many people feel uncomfortable by that, um, they also are turned on by that, right? Um, so that's something that I've taken seriously. You know, one example, I remember being fresh out of college and I was looking for employment. I came back to the Bay and I was just like, oh my gosh. At the grocery store, uh, there's a grocery uh, chain in California called Grocery Outlet, comparable to like an Aldi in okay. North Carolina and different parts of the world, or the nation, excuse me. <laughs> but you know, I just brought to the world, right? Even though Aldi is from Germany. It is from Germany, yes. It is, okay. But I'm at Grocery Outlet, we pull up, and there's this, European American man with this large camera, and I can see he has a barcode. I'm like, oh, he's official because mm. this camera came from someone's media room. Get up close, and I'm asking him, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm introducing myself, making small talk while he's gathering B roll, and we have a conversation about what his story is. And I said, I think it's really unique that you're here at Grocery Outlet because. There was no grocery store aside from Costco here and blah, blah, blah. And this is my radius. And he was like, okay, number one, who are you? And how do you know this? I was like, is your piece touching on food deserts at all or food justice, equality? He was yeah. like, actually, it is because the store just opened and he too had that, you know, information. That's why he was there. He was also there from CNN. Mm. And... He's telling me more about yourself. Oh, I'm a recent college graduate and, you know, just looking for opportunities. You know, I've been in the field and, you know, I actually just came back from Belize doing this, doing that. And he was like, take my card. Call me when you, you're ready to work. Of course, I followed up with this man. And then I ended up on the set of uh, CNN's African Voices covering this black paleontologist um, who was from Ethiopia and he was based here in the city, right? That's a long version of the story, right? But the bottom line is, is that I approached someone with genuine interest, did not make the conversation about me until that question was asked and someone genuinely wanted to help me, right? Um, and that has been a thread throughout my career. A lot of the positions that I've held as a journalist, I did not apply for. Um, they've mm -hmm. been referrals. And I've known that it was important or it is important for me to network um, and be on top of my game, right? And have some value to offer, especially as a black woman doing this work. Because, you know, if you don't have a large entity behind your name or you don't have certain experience within this industry, people don't want to talk to you. They're like, who are you? Oh, you're a blogger? Oh, you, oh, okay, cool. How many followers do you have? Oh, right. right, right. There's that attitude. Right. Um, but you have to want it more. And that means that you have to be strategic when you're building relationships with other people. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, and, I, and honestly, for, so for those that don't know, how Lydia and I connected in, in media is through one of her, her, her past employers, which is Black Enterprise. That's how Lydia and I had be, became not only colleagues, but, but also friends. It, it wasn't one of those, Lydia was not one of those people who were like, oh, well, who are you? And 
how many followers you had. I mean, she, she, was, she genuinely, we genuinely got to know each other and learn what it is that we did, even though I worked in a certain space and she worked in, in, in a certain space. We, we found a way to connect and we found a way to collaborate. And, and that's one of the things I hope you're hearing from, from her story is that, you know, you, you have to want it. You have to be hungry. You, you can't be so hung up on, you know, well, oh, my title is this, or I only have this many followers, or I only have this much experience. You can give so much value right where you are. And, and I just want everybody that's, that's listening, watching to understand that regardless if you're a media, regardless if you're an entrepreneur, that that is so true that you, you can bring value to anybody if you're willing to listen to this story. Now, on that subject of storytelling and, and listening, let, let's talk about, again, how networking has even helped in your activism. I, I, did, a, I did a keynote with a group about a few weeks ago, and we, we, we talked about how networking can easily be a bridge of understanding and empathizing with how someone is. Because as you talked about, as you did, you, you asked questions of the camera person, you wanted to know, you were genuinely interested in what they, who they are, what they were. I mean, yeah, you were looking for work, but you genuinely wanted to know. You, the person was this way and you wanted to know. How do you feel? that networking can assist us in, in our activism, especially when it comes to everything that's going on in the world right now with social injustice and helping people understand where we are. Where we are. You know, networking and building relationships, especially during this time, um, and for those who have an, a heart of advocacy, is, 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 it is so important, right? I said is because I had to like stumble over the importance, right? Yeah. But it's so key, right? We don't know what we do not know. Right. And through relationship with others, we're able to learn, right? For me, that has been a huge part of my experience, you know, building and teaming up with people um, in different industries, different walks of lives, uh, life, excuse me, so that I can learn more, right? And sharpen my skills, honestly. When right. you're able to glean from other people, you get information that you didn't have otherwise, and it just prepares you for whatever it is that you're going to do next. So in, you know, my work, having people on the ground right in corporate you know you know in different you know the nonprofit sector or whatever you know industry they're in and being in genuine relationship with them yeah. i'm able to come to the table correct right and if i don't know something i can be like okay actually let me get someone on the phone who does know mm -hmm. the answer um so that's honestly how it has helped me um and how it can help other people right just be an honest relationship with other people, and it's okay to know or not know what you don't know. Mm, I, I love that because I, I believe in this. You know, in this time, we always want to make assumptions. We always want to make presumptions uh, about things, and and we. It, and I love what you said. It's okay to not know what you don't know, as long as you're willing to take the time to learn and listen, and then find that that commonality to see how we can work together. I, I love it. Now, now, Lydia, what I always ask this of, of all of our family that comes to the networker.podcast, what are one or two networking tips that you have gained that, that you would like to share that you feel would, would help those that are watching and listening? Oh, I feel like my <laughs> uh -oh. first one is a don't. I think my okay. first one is honestly a do not, a don't. Okay. And that is 
don't ask nobody straight like that right not no one anyone don't ask nobody what they do mm. you are shaking their hand mm. that is one of the most pretentious and egotistical mm. and boring questions and also annoying questions that i've gotten as i network and i shy away from i shy away from it you know being a media professional who you know is truly based in New York and in the Bay Area, mm -hmm. I engage with a lot of people who are here all the time. Right, I'm right. Jesus, right? And I get in a little, a little bit, <laughs> get a little bit in the South as well, right? Um, but I think we, right, we honestly have to be mindful of who we are when we're engaging with other people. Mm -hmm. And that question takes that away. Right. Mm -hmm. If the first thing you're asking me is what I do or who I work for. Right. I, I find that problematic. Number one, I could be a successful entrepreneur and not work for anyone and have my own views and ideas about full time employment. I could be someone who is unemployed and on my search. And that question could possibly make me shrink because I'm embarrassed. Um, or you just don't know someone's situation, right? Why right. they are not willfully or gainfully employed. I also think that it takes away the opportunity or removes the opportunity for you to actually get to know someone. Yeah. Um, it just always rubs me the wrong way. And I find that people who often ask that question are arrogant um, and often are employed by larger companies who they you know they tout pridefully um but in an instance they could be gone right and we see oftentimes when those titles and those jobs and those salaries are stripped away they don't know who they are and that's why they often leave with that question right. um so that's my first don't uh, so don't ever ask me who i work for or what i do <laughs> <laughs> if you mean like hey y'all how, how you living Right. Maybe ask someone, hey, how are you today? All right. Find something to strike up a conversation if you have anything in common with them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's a don't. And then there goes a do because I want to balance it out. Right. Um, something else that I've learned about networking and I'll be quick. Something else that I've learned about networking. Tip, read the room. Mm. Read the room. Right. People are often scanning the room to see who it is that they can make a beeline to. But I think sometimes just playing the background for a while and reading the room can position you differently than others who may have similar goals or intentions as you when you are networking, right? And I think it also gives an opportunity for someone who's interested in you to approach you, right? As someone who's had the experience of being in rooms with, you know, people of all walks of life and some who are more recognizable in the public eye i've noticed how people flock to certain people with different status right and sometimes those people don't have genuine interest in holding conversations with people who are not in their immediate network and it's really damning to see when those encounters happen right because it's not necessarily that someone's asking for an autograph but they are asking for someone's time right. and people often don't have time or they're not gracious at mm. all. um right but when you are confident in who you are and 
your abilities and the reason for you being in the room, I think that comes out, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes room for someone to naturally be drawn to you because that's the energy that you're pulling out. So have the confidence of someone who is supposed to be in the room and know that you don't have to network from a place of lack or deficit, if that makes any sense. I love it, Lydia. I love it. I love it. I love it. those family. Again, that, those are two great tips that you can take with you, whether you're doing it in person, depending on what your situation is like for social distancing purposes, or even online. Because even you can even read a Zoom room. I, you think you can't. Oh, yeah. You can read. Look, look, watch. Look, look at Lydia's face. Look for those of <laughs> you that are watching. You can see Lydia's face. You can watch a Zoom room, Google Hangout, whatever it is that you're on, you can still read the room and do all of those things. Now, Lydia, you're, you're doing a lot of things. Kind of tell us where you are right now and, and what you're working on these days. You know, I wish that I didn't do as much. I'm actually at a point in life where I'm trying to do more by doing less and mm. working Right, and that takes some time because I've done so much for so many people mm -hmm. and have built so many companies up or rebranded and added so much value. Now, I'm doing that for myself, right? And I'm being intentional about being very strategic. So as a media professional, I am contributing to Forbes Women, which has always been a goal of mine to have my name or my byline, you know, associated with the Forbes brand, okay. but not because, you know, of the bigness, right, of Forbes, but to let other people know that there's room for us there, right, and that we can tell okay. stories of caliber on these platforms um, that have traditionally overlooked, you know, a certain demographic of journalists, mm -hmm. right? So I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. That opportunity also came by way of manifestation and networking. Um, and, you know, I actually like, I'm like, Lydia, why don't you talk about what you're doing for you first, right? I'm unlearning and relearning. So I am also building uh, my podcast and lifestyle brand, The Get My Life Tour, which is a how-through lifestyle podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, about three years ago when I left my position at NBC, I was distraught. It was a toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And I was like, I just need to get my life, right? We say that a lot in our community. Right. Um, and with culture like girl get your life and I was like no I'm gonna get my life I'm gonna get my life tour um so last July 2019 I actually decided to go public with it because so many people were saying Lydia you need to have these conversations you know out and I decided to do so so now the podcast is available on 10 listening platforms. I've been able to speak with incredible women. Men are actually about to join me on tour now. So yes, that is your invitation, Carlos. Oh, wait. And, oh, y'all heard it first. <laughs> y'all hear it here. Y'all heard it first, y'all. Appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Um, but that's been an incredible experience, right? Because a lot of people want to talk about the success stories. I am more focused on vulnerability and practicing mm -hmm. showing up um, for ourselves, right? And for others so that we can do that better, but also, you know, really hold space for these conversations about how people got through. So it's been an extremely incredible experience. Women have come on and taken center stage, dropped the mic, picked it up, kicked the stand over. All right. Know, 
again. Um, but, you know, lastly, I'm also working on building my media platform, which is Sincere Vision. So in college, I had this idea for all things media literacy, independent storytelling, um, and equity within the media for Black people. So I've picked that up again after who forming it some time ago, right? Um, and working on the business side of it before rolling it out. But there is a dire need for more Black and Brown people to become gatekeepers mm. within the media space, right? 87% of reporters are non-Black and the media is controlled by six large conglomerates. Doesn't leave a lot of room for us except for, you know, within coverage. Yeah. Um, so media representation, equity within storytelling and literacy, people understanding what it is that they're consuming, whether or not it's factual, and then how they show up when the cameras show up is super important. So that's what Sincere Visions entails. So I'm working on all of those things, right? Building team, um, making sure that I am wise in my dealings because that does mean, you know, that I have to pull from that business acumen, right? As an entrepreneurship and business reporter, there have been so many things that I've learned along the way. So now to have the opportunity to have the time to apply them has been an incredible experience. So, so Lydia, the, we have a tradition here at the the Networker Dot Podcast. Now, for for those of you who have been listening to to the podcast, again, thank you as you always do. <clears throat> but for those of you who do not know, uh, what I want what I want you guys to do. Remember, I am at Mr. Resource Mogul on Twitter, Instagram. What I want you guys to do, of course, you you know what? For those of you who have been watching, listening to the Network Dot Podcast for a while, you already know what I'm going to ask you. And that question is this, Lydia: How can we? Not just myself, but we the listeners, we the viewers, assist you in your work and in your endeavor. So for those of you who are, again, listening and watching, uh, I want you to send me a direct message either on Twitter or on Instagram, at Mr. Resource Mode. You can also, if you want to email me, Carlos at iStandandDeliver.com. Let me know how you feel you can help Lydia. So, so Lydia, how can we be of service to you? I love that question. You know, I have been working on my asks because I've been told, don't waste your ask, right? So that's a good question. You know, when I think about the ways in which the community can assist me, honestly, I would say it is by being in community with me, right? And I know that may sound a little vague or obscure, but honestly, um, your support, right, as I write, um, as I produce content, you listening, you sharing um, with people who you are in community with is extremely important. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of Black journalists do not have the support or the same level of support as our non-Black counterparts, right? Mm -hmm. And we see that, um, not personally, right, but in the larger scheme of things, what is shared. Um, it is so interesting. You know, we will be the first to break news on our, you know, publications and then, you know, a larger entity will pick it up and that's what gets shared, right? So as you choose to be in community with me, um, I believe that one of the ways that you can help is by spreading the word. And we can start there. You know, I'll be like Lowe's and say, if you want to connect with me, you know, visit my digital home, LydiaTBlanco.com. There's more information there as well as, you know, connecting with me on all social platforms at LydiaTBlanco. You know, engage. 
Let me know what it is that I can help you with as we build community. I love it. I love it. I love it. So family, again, if you're following me on social media, I hope you are, not mandatory, but again, at Mr. Resource Mogul on Twitter and on Instagram, or if you want to send me an email, carlos at istandandliver.com. If you can help Lydia in any of those ways, or, or maybe you heard something from her, from her interview today that says, hey, let me offer this up to you, or hey, have you looked at this? Please send me that, and that way I will give this to Lydia. I know she will appreciate it, but I know she will also appreciate you uh, following her, uh, so, so Lydia, if you don't mind, could you mind, again, giving us your, your podcast information, your website, all of those things so that we can support you in your endeavors? Sure. I love it. All right. So my first digital home is LydiaTBlanco.com. All of my projects are listed there, ways to best contact me, um, and a culmination of my work and clips and services that I offer. You can listen to the Get My Life Tour on 10 different listening platforms, or you can go to the GetMyLifeTour.com, and all of that information is there. You can see the incredible women who have been featured thus far, listen to their stories, grab some inspiration on the way. And of course, if you want to learn more about the work that I'm doing with Sincere Visions, visit SincereVisions.com, and all of that information there is there as well. And of course, you know, across the board, consistency is important. So if you're looking for either of those things on social media, that is at Lydia T. Blanco, at Sincere Visions, and then at the Get My Life Tour. Family, you have heard, seen from one of the best in media. And I'm not just saying that because she's my friend, not just because she's here, but she is truly one of the best, an amazing storyteller. But, but like I said earlier, very multifaceted. She's just, just not in one single area and I hope, I hope you gleaned something from this today not just in how she she networked and how she networks but but also how she approaches professionalism how she approaches just her career in general so Lydia thank you again so much for your time I know you're busy out there on the west coast but thank you so much for your time today I really really appreciate it thank you and thank you for making room for me um and uh, the invitation and all the kind things you have said you know I think that kind people say what they say and they don't think anything of it, right? But it is important um, to be able to receive and hear these things. So I appreciate you saying them, I receive them. And honestly, everything that you've said to me, with the exception of as it relates to my industry, right? Is a mirror to you. You are a man of caliber who is holding space for so many of us. You don't have to do it. And there are not many of you doing it. So I appreciate you doing it and you're doing it well. Look, girl, you're, look, don't make me cry on my podcast now. Look, look, family, <laughs> she's gonna, look, she gonna make me tear up on, on the podcast. But now, Lydia, thank you so much. Thank you so much again for your time and everything that you're doing, not just for our community, but especially for women. And, and being that champion uh, for us and, and being out there for us in media to tell the correct story. Uh, of who we are and what we're doing. So, so bless you, Lydia. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Family, uh, again, I hope, I, I thank you. As I, I do not take your, your watching, your listening for granted. I hope you know that. And I hope that this continues to enlighten you. We're, we're, again, we're gonna continue uh, these conversations along here on the Network or Die podcast. As we always do, we've got some great uh, things coming to you from our supporters out in Lane, as well as Made Lifestyle Collection. Uh, do me a favor. 
if you would like to take advantage of any of the things that they have coming for you, please, again, send me a message at Mr. Resource Mobile, Twitter, Instagram, sit, shoot me an email, Carlos at iStandandDeliver.com. Use, you, you can, act, I will actually give you my, my discount code. Yes, I will give you my discount code, but you got to reach out to me. I want to know who's serious about having, having these opportunities to them. So just send me all of that information. If you would like to take part in that, please do so. Also, if you would like to be a part of our newsletter, send me, uh, send me a message and I will be glad to have you a part of our online newsletter conversations. Family, again, I do not take your attendance, your participation for granted. I pray again that you are staying safe, but I also pray that you're also staying prosperous in every single thing that you do. Again, this is Carlos Davis at Mr. Resource Mogul, your favorite relative, your favorite play cousin that you didn't even know you had. I appreciate you listening to the Network of Die podcast. We'll see you next time. See you at the top.